Right. Right. Rock. Yeah, let's do it. Fucking b- 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 bra or nos. Uh, the hundredth yeah. episode, bra or nos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stevie Mac, friend of the show, blasting Paradiso by Lando in the car, bra. Do, do, I don't know, know what, what that, that is. song is. I've not heard of it. Uh, what is it? Paradiso by Lando. Stevie Mac's really into his Spanish, isn't he? He, he loves he's, that shit. Uh, he loves that shit. He's gonna move away to Spain. He's gonna leave us. Isn't he, he he looks like he's already Spanish. Like he, he suits that whole <laughs> mentality. I've never met a man more. Paradiso back. featuring Maria Garcia and DJ Patrick Samoy. Can we get a quick listen? Hold on. Let's go. Come on, Mike. Uh oh, I got a fucking YouTube survey. Hey YouTube, why don't you cut all the fucking surveys out? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 hey. <coughs> Hold on. Takes me back to being, oh, like 13, 14, 15, Some happy 16. hardcore shit, bro. Takes me back All to right. like, literally like 95, 96, when that stuff was like sneaking into Flicks nightclub and breaking, like when I was like 16, like... Freaking and breaking. Freaking and breaking. Going out for pints and that when I was 16 and the bowlag and shit, like that's... Kim, what, I was, was, like I was, absolutely, day, I was absolutely ready to say no. Until you start saying shit like that, and then oh, like, Kim, what? Nostalgic, man. I'm going to say, bro. Aye, see if that comes on when I've had a few scoops and I'm on the dance floor cutting some shapes. That's a big bro. Hang for me. on, though. The bro or no is driving about with that in your car. And that's oh, a no. That's a no. That's a no. No, 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 no. No. Keep that to privacy of your own home these yeah. days. Yeah. That's a guilty pleasure, hey. Not for the car, but any place else, it's a bra. I've got a bra. I've got a bra no for you. Just if we're talking about individual tunes. Okay. Ebenezer Good by The Shaman. I don't know what that is. You never heard that? Oh, we got Wait, wait a minute, here we go. Oh, God. I, I can't believe Andy <laughs> Max will heard End this before. This I probably will have. You'll start playing and be like, oh, that's who that is. They were on a FIFA soundtrack like five years ago. I want to actually... <laughs> that was one of the best tweets I've ever seen by him. Oh, yeah, classic. Ebenezer good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, again, you know, for the privacy of your own home. Wait a minute. Mike's yeah. looking at me. Anybody never... got any beers? <laughs> I've never, <laughs> does the dance come with it? <laughs> I've never heard that song. Anybody got any Veras? <laughs> Lovely. What's a Vera? Christian, Vera? A Christian Ben. We always say, has anybody got any beers? <laughs> That's what we always just say. Anybody got any beers? Bro, big bro. Right, what else we got, son? Um, he also put the Sopranos and he wrote bras, bro. Greatest, greatest TV series of all time. Yes, I I've still agree. never seen it. No matter. Oh, get right in there, Jordan. Still we never seen it. Long ago. Um, yeah, definite bra for me. Um, we'll go with Roddy Badass. Hot rod. Ladies who go overboard on leopard print clothing, shoes, handbags, etc. See, you know, there's something about a bird that's cutting about with leopard print on. The animal she's print like, number. She's, got, she's a kinky go, one. I like that shit, man. Uh, I, no, I'm into that. Wait, I'm into wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. This, you might have to beep ex- everything I'm about to say, right? Oh, the booze is flowing. <laughs> Andy, please be, can you time code this? Because you might have to cut all this shit. This could be horrifically offensive. Look. All right, hang on a second. I heard about this on a podcast once, right? I think it was Joe Rogan. So, there's a type of lassie you see. Mm-hmm. And you want to start a wee relationship with. Okay. You, want to, you want to treat her nice. You want to take her back to her. There may be a certain animal print 
where your Neanderthal instincts kick in. Okay. And you just want to... Ah, so you're saying that it, it appeals... You just want to start punching in the face. What's that all about? <laughs> you want to assault this um, woman? No. Um, you, you want to rattle a boot, Ken. You want to fling it about like an empty tracksuit. Yeah. So, so you're saying that the animal print appeals to your animal side. Stop talking to your microphone because none of this is going out in the podcast. Oh, okay. no, this is all right. Okay, yeah. This is there's, okay. There's, there's a certain type of female... Okay. That appeals to your animal. That appeals to your animal side. I believe okay. in that. I believe in that, and I believe it's a, a chemical thing. I believe you give off pheromones. I believe in that too. That yeah. kind of thing. And certain people are just. I, I don't know what it is. You see so many hot birds with ugly guys. What is it that they've got? <laughs> mm-hmm. Massive. Other dogs. than massive fucking wallets. Nothing to do with the size of your dick today, man. <laughs> no, um, no. I, I believe in that kind of thing. Like there is something. On like a you, subconscious you, you level. A, you can have a type, right? You can have a type that is your go-to. And I think it's right. Yeah, but you might not do it for put, you. put your hand up if you've had sex with a lassie that you had no time for on a personal level. However... <laughs> Just this week. You, 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 <laughs> you wanted to smash the granny out of her. Just a granny out of her. I try not to smash grannies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though? You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I, I, Can we put this in the page Because my mom's going to listen to this. Uh, I think the leopard print thing, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's probably bullshit. Like, it appeals to your animal instead. But there's 0.0001% of me that wants to believe that that has got something to do with it. And it maybe is an instinctive thing that's hardwired into you. Same way as I believe, like, people have pheromones or there are certain chemicals. You know, people talk about a chemical reaction between people. Yeah. You sometimes fall in love with people that you necessarily go, it's not that you're not physically attractive, but you're not necessarily what I would pick. Mm. If that makes sense. No, I, I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think anyone, male or female listening to this, will completely understand that you find yourself in a situation where it's someone that nine times out of ten, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go anywhere near. And then that one time out of ten... Something clicks, like you say, it could be a chemical. There's been times where, like, oh, it's a chemical, all right. That saying, tendons, that's what it was. <laughs> but there's been lasses where, like, and they've never, we've not got on ever. But then there's been that one occasion where something's just happened, and it's like you usually alcohol's involved. Ah, but that's what I mean. But you and her standards at, have lowered, and now we're friends. Yes. Standards. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I don't know you. But Pat, I'm getting fucking raging. My Pat is like, oh, I like Andy's mind. For me, it's the mind of somebody that gets me into them yeah yeah they, that's what takes it over the line i don't want we're going to a whole different topic but, here. Like, but like, i agree I'll, yeah I'll, I'll talk i'll talk personally about it so like so me and megan met years ago mm. and then we met on a night out once and well, obviously she was attractive but then like what takes it past that is then talking to that person and figuring out that they yeah that that's what like you say like andy says it's the mind that then like because someone can be physically attractive, but, but have like, a stinking personality. But that's what I was gonna say. Like, have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to like pull up on a girl and then really good looking, really attractive? Because that's what gets you over to them. That's why they say you're attractive. I'm attracted to you, and then you've had a conversation with them, and you're just kind of like, you know what? She maybe likes me, and she maybe wants to maybe not necessarily have sex, but she maybe wants to see me again at another point, and you're just kind of like, this no. may be a very chauvinistic point of view, right? However, this is in my experience, if someone is really, 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 really attractive. They've managed to get along. Then this is not for all cases. Mm-hmm. However, like, they can be quite shallow because they've never had to 
develop their personality. a personality. I agree with I that. I have what I like to call fat guy banter <laughs> because I've never been the most attractive guy in the world, so I've had to develop other aspects of my personality in said, order to be... Well, no, I said it last week, I'm better in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't do Tinder. Remember we talked about yeah. a person that was banned from Tinder? <laughs> better in the flesh. But I swear to God, like, come round here and we'll be like, have a couple of drinks and maybe we'll get some tunes going. I'm better that. in person too, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, 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 that's works, another way man. to describe, like, fat, yeah. not fat guy, but that's what I like to describe myself as. Yeah. Because I've not always been a very attractive... I'm quite unattractive. Check me out. It's you? weird, isn't it? Like, you know, you might be attracted to somebody because, you know, from a mind level, you're like, yeah, they, they've got it. But for them, they're attracted to you on a physical level or mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're attracted to them on a physical level, but then when you get down to it on a mind level, you're like, this isn't the person for me and I'm not attracted. Although you've got the looks and the things that tick the boxes that get me going. Yeah. Something doesn't click. When we click. then break it down into... One to one level, like I was sitting there going, like you're thick I've, as fuck. I've, I've, no, I don't mean it like no, that. No, but, mean, yeah, but, but you, we don't I've, get. Yeah, we can't. I've always yeah. remembered. I, I don't even know if my pal, my pal Sean, years ago. I can't remember anyone's names apart from Sean. So he had a girlfriend <laughs> when we were about maybe fifteen, sixteen, and I got off with his, got off with his girlfriend's pal, mm -hmm. and. She was she was a nice looking thing. Is that I got off? I got off her. Well, that's such 15. a like fifteen year old I, thing to I'm, say. I'm, like, I, I thought got off meant have sex, but it doesn't. No, that's it means when you kiss. get off. But to get off with someone is to just like like you may you, you kiss someone. You make you out, know? yeah. Like yeah. First base, Mike. So like first base. There so you like, go. like <laughs> the thing is, like, <laughs> I can't remember her name, but I feel bad. She was beautiful. She was sound, and she was right into me. Mm -hmm. And I remember one night we were at the cinema, the four of us, and Sean texted me was like that. Why are you not putting your arm around her? And I was just like, I'm just no, not. I'm to. just not into yeah, it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, there was no other. Like, I even asked myself. I was like, Why? I was like, Pretty lassie, got on there quite well. But I was just like, Yeah, it's just yeah, no. You don't feel it. Yeah. This got really deep from Hot Rod's question about leopard print. It's true. But you were talking about. Well, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue on to the bra and all. We're taking a little a hundredth episode break here. But like, I, I don't think that guys. Guys always need to develop that. I think there are more guys, even if they are quote unquote pretty guys or super handsome guys, I think to a certain extent they still need to develop that personality. Whereas I think, and this may sound sexist, I think super, super hot girls may not need to just because. Completely. I couldn't agree more, Mike. I, I, I'm trying to I'm clean this up in a way. In every case, but I, I think there's more women, that really, really hot women, than really, really hot guys with, without personalities, if that makes sense. No, I, but I think it's easier for them to get away with it. I think it's the think, difference. I think see, they, they okay. will still be All able right, to pull I'll, because maybe they've that. not That's got fine. as much personality. Whereas a guy with no personality is going to have to be, likewise, in the opposite, he's going to have to be I'll exceptional. Say, fucking looking to well, get away with it. Say as well, right? It's, it is easier for women to pull. However, of course it is. They don't do that because if a woman pulls as much as a guy probably would, mm -hmm. he's a slag. Yeah. So it's, you know what I mean, like, and it's that thing. It's like, we were, do you remember the first time you got told that girls masturbate too? Yeah, that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> because at that point, I was just like, ah, girls don't want to have sex. That's on my list, actually. Uh, something about that. I hope I didn't talk about it last week. No, no. Right. Anyway, so I'm, I'm going to come up, go back to Roddy's point to wrap this up because I got deep as fuck. If a girl looks good in leopard print, she looks good in leopard print. So I'm going to say, bro. As when it always comes to clothes, I'll say, if it suits you, it suits you. Yes, that's a bra from me. 
See, I, I, when it was kind of weird that we went from Sopranos to Leopard Print, because whenever I think of Leopard Print, I think of the Sopranos. I think of that big hair, jersey, heavy makeup. Eight inch nails. Yeah, yeah because I've seen that. I've seen that. You know, I've, I've kind of grew up around that. Who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> you know what I mean? He was yeah. a big guy. Huh? Who the fuck are you talking to? I'll get my uncle down here. <laughs> so it's like, I, I grew I grew up around that, and it's just kind of like, all right, that's cool. Hey, who ate all the gabagool? Huh? The gabagool. Uh, hey, who ate the all the cannolis. gabagool? The, the cannolis. <laughs> What are you doing? Huh? Apologies to any of our Italian listeners. Doing, huh? Get the fuck out of here. Tune into the Patreon where we talk like Tony Soprano for 45 I minutes. I think we should do a whole Patreon <laughs> just in Italian accents. It'd be brilliant. Well, I'll say bra. Fucking on board, son. I'll say bra. Three tins of lager and a couple of bourbons. I'm going to say bra, but I understand why oh. misconceptions may come for a lassie who's cutting about in leopard print. That's a a guy in leopard print, though. Do you see that often? No, unless you're no, watching you like, that's, you a mot- that's a Motley Crue type of thing. Nah, I mean, guys, you never see a guy in leopard print. Why is No, unless he's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right, so that's Braun no, this week. No, no you got some. You got some. Oh, fucking hell. Can't be it. Beautiful. Come All right. Got one Contra- last week. Controversial topic here. Oh, okay. Crocs, Braun off. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw you put something on your Oh, Instagram. man, they're so comfortable. They're like... They're like little. Have you got Crocs? I got a pair of Crocs. Right, ladies and gentlemen, as this is 100%, this is actually Mike's last episode with us. <laughs> Mate, I, I cannot. I, I See that thing I just said? If they suit you, they suit you. No one suits you. Do you, work in, just a, said. Do you work in a hospital? No, I don't. Take them off your feet. Listen. No but, reason. Uh, um, I'll save it for the Patreon, this joke. Remind me of the Croc joke when I end the Patreon. <laughs> okay. But, um. <laughs> So we were in Aldi, and it was between Christmas and New Year. You tell me you bought cut price Crocs. Cut price Crocs. Guess how much they were though? Fake Crocs. Fake, Fake Crocs. Crocs. Oh. Mox. Called Cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Fake Crocs. Called Sensational. Crocs. They were like one pound seventy nine. They fucking wonder. One pound seventy nine, and they're insulated. There's like a little fur inside. They're like socks. You know what? I actually got a pair of insulated comfy shoes. You know what they're called? <laughs> slippers. Slippers. <laughs> Lambretta slippers. I'm saying bra. Absolutely. I got a couple of guys here younger than me listeners that are old before their time. Your old dad has been taken over by your two old grandas <laughs> with their crocs and their fucking slippers. Then right. he, whoa, 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 whoa. Can we unite against the common enemy right now? <laughs> then he come at my slippers when we're dealing with some cunt who wears crocs here. I was going to bring him here saying right now, slippers, no. Really? Slippers are for men age 65 and over. Oh, get out of get here. Abs- absolutely. Oh, when you have a nice plush place with this super nice soft carpet everywhere, maybe you're... Uh, you may uh, not need to have slippers. After you just, we just went outside and you tell us that you have to stop standing on your trainers, yet you are going to slate. Yeah, but they're my scabby Nikes. I've got Mate, good Nikes. Indoor shoes. Right. Indoor Dress shoes, ones, work Look, ones, can we just focus, shoes. can we focus on the point here? <laughs> Our man here, one of my closest pals, has just admitted to wearing Crocs and I am unhappy. They're about comfortable. I am disgusted with his behaviour, <laughs> but you've also got slippers, so don't sit and point the finger I don't, at him. Don't come at me and tell me slippers are in the exam. The, I don't want any of you. Oh, he, he, I'm, I'm, I, I've got slippers, but he's wearing Crocs. Here's well, my, look, don't even know. are both as bad as each other. <laughs> you can both hit the shit list for this week. Uncalled for. Andy's saying the only right, Get to your room, you are grounded, the pair of you. Andy's saying the only thing the slippers are just moldy Crocs. That's all they are, just with fur Mate, on no, them. No, didn't you try and jump in the back of this? You're in the shit list, eh? Crocs are like Crocs wellies are for pedos with holes and nurses. in them. Pedos and nurses. <laughs> pedos and nurses. Crocs are like wellies that are slippers with holes in them. <laughs> exactly. Seeing that, 
I'll give you a slight bit of a pass for only wearing them in the house. See, the real problem is, is people who wear Crocs out and about. That's crazy. I'm surprised Connie puts up with that kind of behaviour, Mike. She, she told me to buy them. She, she told me to buy them. <laughs> she, she never bought them. No, no, no actually, I'm no, sure that's that was a lie. A joke. That was a lie. <laughs> Did her vagina close up when you put them on? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. She bought she she saw them for the girls and the girl sizes, and then I saw a stray. Why you would you punish your children? <laughs> they you love them. Your kids in Oh my god! <laughs> they love them, and I love them. You're an awful parent. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! You guys don't know what you're talking about. I'm saying bra. Let's move on. Let's Absolutely go. not. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. Is, I'm sorry, man. I'm That's a total not on the crocs. I feel not. bad because I feel like we're picking on Mike. He's going to go home and he's going to be putting on his crocs. He's going to be like. I think we'll just take them off again. Absolutely not. I'm wearing them. I'm wearing them here next week, so don't... If you work in a medical facility, it's all good. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Can what actually, the only time I've ever worn Crocs in my life is when Riley was born mm. and I had to go into the theatre... When we had to go into the theatre, I had to put on the scrubs and that and all they had was Crocs and that is the one and only time in my life I've I would have said no. <laughs> I think I'll miss a bird from my bed. I'll put a fucking plastic bag over my foot. <laughs> Couple of Asda bags. Fucking wrap them in my ankles. I'm not putting your stinking crocs on. Love Get them to fuck. I would have missed the birth. <laughs> you missed your kids, bro. Because you didn't want to put crocs on. The first on. thing my child saw was me standing in crocs after he'd just come out. <laughs> Not even snip the cord and the, f- the wee fucker saw me in Crocs. Get wrecked, bro. Fucking ripping the chat for the Crocs, man. Ripping the chat. I'm out of here. Catch us later. What the fuck is next? Let yourselves out. Fucking <laughs> hell. Absolutely beautiful. Jesus. Right, Mike, what's next? I'm not hurt, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> the Masked Singer. Do you know the show The Masked Singer, bro? No. Never seen it. Never seen it. So, was CeeLo Green one of them? <laughs> you know what? I know which one that you're talking about. And it, I the don't one think it's dressed in gold. Oh, no. All right. It's something else. Okay. No. It look, it had, someone else had his kind of his body type, but yeah, he was like a fucking willy well baby. Um, <laughs> jelly baby. Um, yeah. So this is something that Connie was watching. And then it was one of those things where I'm like, why are you watching this? And then I'm like, no, oh, no. you were watching it. I was first, like, oh, you? that's definitely Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It's funny because I thought you said Tim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that like Like that's the brother they keep in the cupboard. Oh, that's the name. Tim, of, that that, that is the name Kardashian. of the episode. Tim Kardashian. <laughs> Tim Kardashian. <laughs> Tim Kardashian. That's hilarious. Tim Kardashian. That's Tim Kardashian. <laughs> Who's that's, that over there? That's Tim Kardashian. That, that's the name of the episode. Is that Tim Kardashian? <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> that's you sound like a dolphin there. Oh, <laughs> fucking green. See, when you play that back, Andy Max. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's funny about the show is that they have... Like, so expl- I, I have no idea what this is. Please explain oh yeah, you're the right. panelists to me, it. So they have four panelists. Um, it, it's Who's the guy from uh, The Hangover, the Asian dude? The uh, doctor. Ken. Ken. <coughs> Ken oh, it's Ken Jong? Kenny Jong? Uh, Ke- uh, I was going to say Kim Jong. That's terrible. That's awful. Uh, Ken Jong, yeah. It's, Ke- it's Kenny. So, well, I'll find out. You carry on. Um, it's not David Williams. Who's the guy that has the, the late night talk show? Um, not David Williams. He's a comedian. James... Uh, 
Oh, no, Rita, I think it's Rita Ora and um, Ken Jong, Ken Jong, and um, Davina, Davina McCall. Oh, I fucking love Davina McCall. Right still wheeling her out for oh, shit. She looks good though. She, she can have good. a go at my Davina McCall's any day of the week, son. Like, so um, they have people that just get dressed up in like these super weird, elaborate costumes. And then they kind of they hide their voice too in the VT leading up to them coming out and performing, and then they they kind of give you little clues in that, and they'll be like, "Oh, I used to do this, and I used to do that, blah blah." And then they come out and they sing a song, and then they have to guess who that person is just based on their so body the actual type. Famous singers? No, not famous. Just, it's just anybody. Just okay. But they always guess like people who are real big. They're like, "Oh, that's got to be David Beckham," and it's kind of like you don't have the budget for David Beckham, so I don't know why we're talking about David Beckham here. So it's always somebody who's kind of underwhelming. You know what I mean? Um, much like your Crocs, much like my Crocs, yes, underwhelming. Um, yeah, so the mass singer. I've no, no. seen uh, a lot of folk chatting about it on Twitter, so I kind of get what the show is about. Having, although I've not watched it, to me, obviously, you didn't live in the UK at that time, um, but it's kind of like a a reverse kind of stars in their eyes. So somebody comes out and like sings, but then you're going to go, oh my god, that's. Kate yeah, Smith from yeah, okay. Holby City that's fucking singing that. Do you know okay. what I mean? Or it might be somebody famous. So I, they might be like, yo, that's fucking... I've, I've never seen it. So to be fair, I'm not going to pass judgment. But okay. sounds, sounds no. It sounds no. It is no. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is no. It's another, um, shall we say, like prime time show we could probably do without. Just about music. Definitely. Just about a mental chewing gum. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I, I had this today, so I was working from home today and Chuff came in and I was in I was in the shitter and I just paused what I was watching on TV and I'd been watching the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Now the Big Bang Theory is utter garbage. Yeah, terrible. But I'd been watching it the day before with a wee man. So I just put it on in the background. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's mental chewing gum. Like you, you don't have to focus on it. You're not even if you leave the room for ten minutes and come back, you're not gonna miss any major plot points. Do you know what I mean? It's Folk just love celebrities. Yeah. I, I and it gets them so excited to talk about it. Oh my God, that could be fucking so-and-so. I, 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 honestly, Do you know what I, mean? like, I don't, because like, what was another I one I seen? It, Apparently Lewis, the lassie who Lewis Capaldi broke up with and wrote his first album is going on to Winter Love Island. Oh. But that's what constitutes now as a celebrity. Winter Love Island starts like, Sunday, everybody. Some, what's the lassie that, oh, she was... She's going on Love there Island. A, there was a lassie. So wait a minute, we've got somebody who's going on Love Island who's a celebrity because she used to go out with somebody who's a celebrity at the moment. Is or that there right? Was, there was fucking, um, what's the other one? There was, no, no, let me just get it. Lassie, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And there was a lassie okay. for the Saturdays, that, okay, so that girl doomed. band the Saturdays. She's going on too. Rochelle something. Yeah. Roche, uh, Humes, that's it. And her sister's going on it. So she's the uh, sister of someone who was a singer, and now she's going on Love Island. Uh, so that's what my problem is with these type yeah, of shows. Yeah, because she's her sister, she's probably got 150 Instagram followers, and, and then she's people that did, 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 deadly. Well, there deadly. You go. And then people who produce the show go, oh, she's got a big. And then folk she's like Mike watch this program, love it, and they love it. And folk blames like on Connie. That's terrible. No, no, no. I'll no, take I, the blame I for that. I completely believe yeah, that Connie probably has zero interest in. I got her hooked in this. Yes, I completely believe that. So, uh, yeah, Mass Singer, I was definitely a no. I'm going to say no. no. I, just, I said I wasn't going to pass him, I'm going to say no. Uh, okay, Peter K, the comedian, Peter K, bro or no? I'm going to say bro, because that is one of the, as a completely amateur attempted comedian, that is one of the first comedy DVDs I remember watching. Mm -hmm. uh, his big one came out, it's got to be a good 
16 years ago, at least more than that, when he went on with cheesecake and all that type of stuff. And it's the first time huh. I it's the first time I remember watching a stand up comic and like ending myself laughing. And I imagine if I watched it back now, I'd probably go, that's a bit fucking lazy. But at the time, I remember it being fucking brilliant. That's what I was thinking about old Lee Evans videos. Oh, exactly, yeah. I love Lee Evans. John, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. But I think if I, I watched Lee Evans now, times, yeah. I'd be like, nah, that's kind of lazy comedy. I, like I think it's because of, how, yeah. Yeah, because of how comedy has developed. Uh, but I wouldn't say broad because I, like Phoenix Knights was good. Um, he's always he's just got, he's one of those guys who's just funny. Yeah, like even without sort of trying, maybe he's not the best stand up comic, but he's the type of guy that you could, you'd imagine that he would give you a laugh if you're on a night out. Yeah, um, it's difficult because a lot of his stuff is TV work. If that makes sense, I always don't think the stand up comics translate to TV that well. Mm -hmm. But some of his stand up comedy. Although it's not for me, there are moments where I'm laughing. Yeah. And that's what I felt too. That's what he's paid to do. He's paid to make me laugh. But there's going to be people who... I can't say no. There's going to be people who will just... Look at some they, of the stuff like get, Phoenix Knights and yeah, that. Yeah, that, Phoenix that, Knights that was, was funny. That's what I was funny. That was, that was, funny. was, that was hilarious. That was funny, man. But you know what I mean? Like, there'll be people who <laughs> like, just are like... They, they're not big into stand-up comedy, so they're not going to go looking for the underground guys who are clever and funny. They're just going to go for something that's just... Ha 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 ha! Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's all they're looking for. And in that respect, he's probably done himself very fucking well. Yeah, I guess I they brought for PRK. I guess they all can't be like hysterical tears coming down your face comedians. I'll say bro, Phoenix Essence was the one where he was he he ran the uh, the club. Yeah, yeah. I saw a piece. <laughs> He was like three different characters. <laughs> yeah. you know, he, was, he, was the, he was the owner in the wheelchair. He was the bouncer. Do you know what I mean? He was like, and I didn't know Paddy McGuinness was in, was he in that show? That was his big break. Huh? I'm yeah, sure. it was his. It was his big break. How has he got that message? Oh, Paddy McGuinness. Because oh. he's got. I bet he's got power. I bet, you, like we said, he's got that chat. She's a stunner. Do you think she's got it? How many no. birds have you laughed into bed, mate? <laughs> What's her name? Nicole? Give me oh, a rough percentage. You have to give me the exact number. <laughs> laughed in the bed. To be honest, probably. <laughs> Maestrom. 272. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've broken the seal. I need to I've broken the seal. But that's what I mean. Like, is a lot of the time you'll have these guys who are, and this may be me completely fucking just like, we'll, we'll sweep these to the side. A guy who's six foot six, ripped his shit, chiseled cheekbones, will get a certain type of person. He'll get a certain amount away because he's good looking. But, Someone who's got a bit of personality will be able to do the exact same because you'll you'll chat a girl into bed. I've been making a career off it, son. Chuff's much better looking than I am, but somehow she's fucking decided to marry me, so... Nah, she's well punching, eh? <laughs> Cheers, Andy, bro. Come on, you're getting a day invite, mate. You can fucking hey! come me. <laughs> Sorry. Is that our bra noise? That's our bra noise. We got another uh, voice note? We do have another voice note. So this one actually comes from... Uh, Send it to the, yeah, he did to the chat. So this is another one of those things that is it's something amazing that's happened off the back of this podcast. This is uh, our good friend PJ Mackerin, who does night and day podcasts with his wife Alana Mackerin. Shout out to them. Shout out to the both of them. And they randomly came across our podcast. Now, we live thousands of miles from each other. And if we hadn't have done this podcast, we'd have never, we'd have never engaged with these people at all. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? And they've, I, I, I imagine that they've told us about, and that we've, they've told people they know about our podcast. 
and vice versa. Big Stosh is a big listener to them. And it's fucking amazing when you think about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it is the way. It is pretty cool. It yeah. is cool, I think. So uh, PJ recorded a message for us. I'm going to play it for you right now. Hey, boys. It's PJ Mackinnon here, uh, your <laughs> buddy from Canada. And on behalf of myself and Alana, the co-hosts of Night and Day Podcast, we just want to say congratulations uh, on a, your 100th episode. That is a huge accomplishment. Week in and week out, you boys are putting it together. You're holding it down. Uh, loving the content. Keep Keep it coming. Uh, all the best in 2020. Keep, uh, you know, keep rolling forward. Uh, special shout out to Andy Mack, who is obviously the greatest producer and did produce uh, some stuff for our podcast. We truly appreciate your expertise, Andy. Um, keep doing your thing. The old da is awesome to hear week in and week out with his take on some of the shitty stuff in life. Jordan, you're an amazing host. Keep it up, brother. You keep things rolling and, and uh, you know, from into the bra or nas or watching and listening to you. Guys, you're doing a great job. And Mikey Dots, keep those words with Dots coming. Uh, you know, everybody scoffs and pisses and moans about it. But listen, you know, I enjoy them week after week. Uh, you know, learn to read. Uh, that's the only th- advice I'll give you. You know, you got you to gotta quit stumbling on it. Uh, but once you do, man, when you, you hit it out of the park. A uh, couple of things to all the f- people that have sort of followed your show and found out about ours. Uh, you know, uh, I'll say Bobby Mack. Um, who else? No, Bobby Parker, sorry. Uh, Rachel. Uh, Chopstick69, you know, all you guys, uh, my man Stosh, uh, who else? Allie, Allie Cook, you know, guys, I I love having some banter back and forth with you guys. Uh, We promise we'll get our shit together and get some uh, episodes put out uh, in the near future. But again, on behalf of Alana and I um, and all of our Night and Day podcast listeners, that's a huge congratulations going out to you guys for episode 100. And here it is, 10 bananas, boys. Keep it going. Keep pushing hard in 2020. Keep doing big things. Peace, son. Ten bananas. Yes. Man. PJ. My man. Absolute legend. Ten bananas. What, High praise. What kind words, man. Like, Thank yeah, you. We know Canadian folk are always super nice and super polite, but such kind words and like just Thank you to them, man. Uh, they gave me opportunities to do podcast music and all that kind of stuff for them. So, you know, thank even you. if there's, there's one listener who's listened off the back of those guys, I mean, that's a listener on a complete other continent. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we never would have got to if we'd have never done this. Yeah, hell yeah. That's awesome, man. I was going to forget, PJ is exactly what we're saying about Ali Cook. If PJ walked into the room right now, wouldn't it be awkward? Wouldn't it be weird? We could sit and hear the crack one for ages. I know. That's awesome, awesome. man. That, uh, that, that's really good to hear. Yeah. I feel like this is a long episode. What are we running at right now? I've got... We're good, man. We're good. We're good. Kirk, can, I, can I pee again? You need, uh, Jordan needs to go to the toilet. I need to go get some ice. I broke the ceiling. I, no, no. I don't have any gin. I can't make a strawberry sizzler. Oh, I'm going to try and make but, one with uh, some bourbon. I'll have a wee bourbon and coke. Kevin, well, listeners, you can get some of that nice, smooth, interlude jazz yeah. music. We'll be back in just a second, all right? <laughs> Right. We'll do a cover. We're recording again now. Yes. Right, before my battery dies, we'll uh, we'll chuck in the last couple of testimonials we've had from listeners. So I'll do uh, one of our favourites, Mr. Ali Cook. Round of applause for Mr. Ali Cook. 
Smartest man. Smartest man to listen to this podcast. Smartest man on the podcast. <laughs> oh, actually, came what? I've got one for Chuff as well. Oh. Right, here we go. Right, so, Ali Cook. <coughs> Ali Cook writes... <laughs> of course he does. He did message. Apologies <laughs> that he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do a voice note. He's been working in Norway, so... But he writes... Honestly, can't think of a worthy soundbite this evening. If that changes, I'll do one tomorrow. He hasn't. <laughs> Favourite episode title? Episode 50. Daddy, why do you smell like poison? Oh, <laughs> what a great episode that was. That was man. a good one. That was episode 50? 50. Oh, shit. That was the Bayou night. That was, that was a while ago since we recorded it, Mike's House. That was the Bayou night. That was yeah. the best. How many places? So we've had, we've had uh, my house, Mike's house, the spot, Andy's house. Valentine Place. Old yeah. Mill. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, this place. Yeah, Fine, and, huh? and the fucking spot. So, yeah, we've, we've been cutting it, we are not giving up. We've travelled around. Yeah. Uh, he also <laughs> writes, surely this is the inevitable title of Mr. Dot's memoir. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait uh, to read it. <laughs> best supporting actor. We got a drum roll, please. I'll add one there. <laughs> oh, sorry. The perpetually charismatic Stevie Mac. Hey, everybody love Steve loves Mac. Steve. Every, you, you can't not love Steve. I defy anyone to meet Stevie, spend an evening with him, and not absolutely love the guy. Great guy. Uh, five most memorable episodes. Oh. Uh, number 80, It's Okay to Talk, featuring Alex McClintock. That's yes. good. One. That was a really good one. That was one of the ones I'm most proud of. Me too. Because as much as we are three idiots talking absolute shite, we have been known to throw in a few... Deep, meaningful moments. Yes. Let me throw in a little anecdote. That Please episode do. beforehand, I was sitting chilling at home. You guys were meant to turn up at half seven. Mm. So I was sitting on FIFA, grinding, opening packs. You know how I do it. Smoking a massive fucking beep. <laughs> <laughs> right? And Alex walks in. He's like, yeah, I work at the prison and that. I was like, I ah, fucking stubbing the hang of the <laughs> yeah, like, Oh, shit. Right, right. Is that right, mate? Right. And... Although me and him sat and had banter for an hour, it was a little, not awkward, but to begin with, I was like, uh, these guys you, aren't meant to be here someone. for an hour. Mm. I was like, I'd never spoken to the guy. I had no clue about him. And he's like, literally, and he's like, he's quite a big guy, isn't he? Oh, huge. He's like, he's like big six guy, foot five. Like I'd say about seven. Coming in, so I was like, all right, mate. I was like, well, fuck. So me and him just sat and like shot the shit. And I was like texting you guys. I was like, guys, guests here already. Where the fuck are you? They're like, oh yeah, shit. So no, it wasn't your fault, but uh, yeah, it's Mike's fault, probably. <laughs> so yeah, that episode for me started off behind the scenes. People obviously don't know about this, but yeah, behind the scenes, that one I was a bit like, who's this guy? Like, okay, cool, come in, and I sat and just like spoke to him for like forty minutes till you guys turned up. He's just like the nicest dude. Nice like, dude. The the nicest nicest that was guy, one of the ones man. I'm most proud of because it was such a serious topic. Yeah. But it wasn't a depressing episode. Not at all. And when I listened back to it, I was really proud of how we developed as like interviewers, inverted commas. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we managed to like have that serious chat, but it was also a great fucking episode. We sat and had the crack. Mm -hmm. And that's a big as I would say this about all of our guests is that I think everyone can hear that when they first come on, they're a bit like, oh, I'm being interviewed. What the fuck is this all about? And then I think we managed to make a decent atmosphere that they, they relax right into it. Yeah. Now they've got no choice, but they're going to sit in that chair there yeah. that I'm pointing at and they're just going to have to roll with it. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's funny. if they don't, we can just take it anyway. Well, mm. that's the thing. Like early yeah. on when we first started doing guests, it was like, I always used to say to them what I heard like Howard Stern or any other interviewer say like, look, if we have a bad show, it's, it's our fault. It's yeah. not your fault, so yeah. don't worry about it. But then, and I, I'm not going to say, this, this wasn't a... This isn't an insult, but when we had 
um, I don't know if you want to beep it out. When we had Do- Doogie on, and <laughs> yeah, when we had him on, it was like I felt it, it wasn't his fault that it was bad. It, we didn't take as much control of the show as maybe we should have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it turned out probably not to be the best show of, of ours, but that happens. And it's a learning thing from it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll, we'll rattle back through these. Um, Number 62, Mama Pat's favourite episode, Get Your Spice Rack Out with Ali McKay. Uh, number 84, Chris Gilray, Let Jesus Take the Wheel. Chris is a good guy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Chris is going to come back on the new year. I'm actually going to be investing in Chris's services in the new year. Hey. Uh, trying to get myself into Prostitution? System. Yeah, oh, I'm going to ride them yeah. silly. <laughs> <laughs> episode 38, This Show's Changed with Paul Patrick. Has that been how long? No, that was a Has that been how long it's been since we've had Paul on? Man. I'm going to have to sort that out. No, I think he's been back on since then. No, he's only been on twice. Yeah, but episode 38 is quite early. I'll, I got to listen to that because so, that but was that funny, was, that one. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> what was the name I'll of the episode, I'll say, sorry? Uh, this show's changed. Okay, let me have my, a look. my brother's one of the funniest. My brother's like one of my heroes, man. Like, he's like, he, he was blown away that day because he was kind of like, What's going on? I think on it's because he, he came on so early. I think he only came on when it was just me and you, Mike. And then yeah. he came on again not long ago. Well, that's probably what, 20 episodes after Andy came on board? Yeah. And I think we developed so much more. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> Paul Patrick was also on episode 50, Daddy, Why Do You Smell Like Poison? Was oh, he? I? He was. Yeah. <laughs> We need there's to get Paul back on episode 51. He's need to get so Paul bulgy, back on. he's like a moose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could just sit here and read out the episode titles and you'd be like, oh, I remember that episode. We'll go through it after this. We'll, 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 okay, we'll do that on the Patreon. We'll go through the episode titles and we'll talk okay. about some of our favourites. Okay. Um, and then his last one, number 23, MJ didn't do it with Matt Hooper and he put Hoops pretending he's cleverer than me just because he's got a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember being utterly confused <laughs> But I was just like, because I, I, I'd known Hoops for years, yes, and I'd only ever known him as this big bruiser of an offensive lineman. So <laughs> I actually get to talk to him in terms of how fucking clever the cunt is. is yeah, he's really smart. And again, amazing job. Yeah. I still get blown away when I see photos of Hoops. Yeah, he's now, a big boy. That was a, an interesting episode for me because I think at that time I, I was in my third year at the college, so it was probably like a year and a half ago. Probably he was on. I remember it was at your house. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, you know, and he's talking about his PhD, and I'm sitting thinking, right, I'm about to go and do my honours, then I could go and do my masters, then after that, it is literally PhD, doctor. He'll be Doctor Matt Hooper, mm, yeah, Doctor Hoops, man, Doctor Shagger. Uh, he, he continues to write things I'd most like to see the pod do in the future. Oh, look at oh, him, executive producer go. Ali go, Cook. Go, go. This is actually right, a good Ali. one as well. Rana and Barkwright collaborating to create the hip hop track where every line has to utilize an MSF title. Beats by your old dad. So I'll be back in a minute, folks. Jazz music plays here. Those two are not on speaking terms. I understand that. Yeah. But Why? Long story. A long story. Can I know? Or I think so. I think they're, they're both just two opposing personalities. No, neither of them have actually done much wrong, but they're just both too mouthy and to apologise. And they're both too stubborn as fuck to just be like, can we just fucking settle this oh, okay. fake beef that's going Let's, on? We'll, like. we'll heal the page. Anyway, right, oh, your, so your jazz yeah, music's yeah. done. Last bit from Ali Cook. Bonus trivia. And this, I fucking loved it when I read this. Right. Bonus trivia. 12.5% of the last 24 episodes, so episodes 75 to 99, have the title... I'll fight blank. How many, um, what's the percentage? 12.5. Of so the last Of the last 24. What? Okay, but this is episode 100. Well, yeah, before, when, at the time okay, of writing... So it's it was like 3.125% of overall 
titles. Look, man, if you want to get in an argument with Ali Cook about that's math, fine. then that's your business. He's doctoring yeah, but the but stats. But so what, Ali's what, doing, what Ali's <coughs> doing there is using confirmation bias. So he's basically taking a percentage. He's saying so many titles have been called, I'll fight this or that, and pulled it back to a point of 24 episodes so that his number, oh, that's 12% of that, looks like a large figure. But over the 100 episodes, it's like fucking 3%. Anyway. You can make anyway, the stats say whatever Allie. you want. <laughs> anyway. Ali, what's happening, bro? Name, <laughs> Come on, man. What's happening, bro? Name Come the, on now, bro. Name the episodes if, for me, please. Mm-hmm. Right, wait a minute. So I'll get the list up. Is this me against Mike? Yeah, right, okay, right, so. Okay. You ready, bro? Right, what's your buzzer? Right, someone give me a noise. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, okay, that could be your noise. Yeah. <laughs> what's yours, Mike? Mine will be... Uh, Oh, I gotta. He's got a buzzer on his phone. You don't have an app for that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a soundboard up. Uh, should we keep this for the Patreon? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Right, okay. We'll keep that for right. So I'll, I'll wrap up with this. Uh, well, so we've got two more sound bites. We'll go through these quite quickly. Uh, I'll play one and I'll play the other. One of them is my favourite. So this is from uh, my football. Hey coach. guys. It's uh, one of your faithful, loyal and loving patrons, Sean Bartley here. Um, thought I'd drop you guys a quick message just to say a big well done for reaching your 100 episodes. That's quite the achievement. Um, always look forward to the show dropping. been listening for quite a wee while now and uh, always enjoy Jordan's dulcet tones and uh, words of wisdom from your old da to motivational pick-me-ups from Words With Dots. Um, there's always something to look forward to. Uh, so just just keep up the great work, guys. Um, we'll keep enjoying the show, and with the cutlery being rationed these days in the place that shall not be named, um, maybe 2020 could be the year for the rise of Rentham Spoons. Uh, who knows? Fingers crossed, eh? Uh, keep up the top work, guys. Cheers. You know what? That's the perfect place to rent some spoons, man. <laughs> <laughs> that and Rentham toilet paper. That That's place. too... Um, Sean loves Brenham Spoons <laughs> I got an investor <laughs> That's two voice notes we've had That have been begging up words with dots yeah. You were talking about dropping this Like a few episodes back Well I took your advice and I'm prepared now So Right and we've so got Even if ads were popping earlier on the episode <laughs> Mike, <laughs> yeah. right, Remember that we got, uh, we got one more from the, the first lady of the podcast oh, Let's go Chufferoni So Hello, it's Chuff. Um, I don't actually listen, but I hear it's your 100th episode, so congratulations to you guys. It's a massive well done. Um, so yeah, I might actually listen to this one. I mean, I won't, but I might. Is that okay? Is that what you needed? <laughs> Was that a gunpoint? <laughs> Just say it or I'm taking the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's the first lady of the podcast. So there you are. There you go. Um, yeah. Fine. So we'll, we'll, we'll jump. We'll jump in our final that's feature bro- just soon. Honestly, they've all been brilliant. Yeah, I am yeah. genuinely touched. Yeah. Like see, by all of that. See, that, that's so that's nice, awesome man. To hear. Like, people taking time. To see, see like when that. I reached out to these people, I tried to find people that had had some sort of impact on the podcast, one way or another. Yeah. Or who listened and who'd actively engaged with us and. Mm-hmm. Out of all the people we've had on this show, 100 episodes, regardless of how many people listen or whatever sort of success was to come from this, like we are ma- we massively appreciate the patrons. And I know from my fairly selfish perspective, I started this in my living room on a phone. It lasted 20 minutes and it was utter dog shit. 
Sounds like my first sexual experience, actually. Except <laughs> yeah, for, instead of 20 minutes, it's two minutes. On no, your me. phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for, and I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking of this earlier, like, I reached out to Mike and I reached out to Andy and, like, we, we, I started this with two guys that I sort of half knew and two guys that have come to my best pals and, like, we have people who listen in fucking Canada. We have... Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we, we have enough content to do this every week. We have enough people who listens that make this worthwhile to us. Yes. Even if we didn't have the Patreon and we didn't make a cent from this, not like we make loads, and, but like... We, we have don't the, make anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, yeah, right. I mean, like, we, we are talking about even. it. But we have, <laughs> making it like we're driving Porsches and fucking Lamborghinis, bro. No, but I mean that we, we, have, we have even the small ability to reinvest into this podcast, whether it be yeah. better microphones or whether it be fucking chairs so we can sit around a table... Whether it be we're recording in Mike's living room or the fucking unit down at the ice factory, like this has gotten bigger than I could have ever possibly dreamed of. Even with us, yeah. Like, I mean, we've, we just recently hit ten thousand downloads across these, and that might only be a hundred de- hundred downloads an episode, but that's a hundred people listening to us talk. Yeah. Which and it blows my fucking mind. More than it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, me and Mike used to get excited on bumpers when we had, like, 25 listeners who probably went, shite, shite, shite. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then we brought Andy bumpers. on, and Andy's fucking taking this next level, and you'll never admit it himself, but he's literally the man of match of this podcast in terms of, like, continuing. Like, and if me and Mike are looking at each other like, what do we say next? Andy will just fucking hit an absolute zinger out of nowhere, ask a guest a question, or drop a one-liner. Mike's tones give... Girls, lady boners all over the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Slayer. <laughs> what slayer, what yeah. I say is, I've had a few drinks and I love you, cunt. So we'll have one more toast to the podcast oh, here. I've this my drink here. I gotta, gotta it's bad go. luck to do it with wait, wait, wait. Right. Give me. Sorry. And if you edit this so it doesn't seem like Mike's ruined it. Like. I'm sorry, I killed the moment. All right, let's go. As here he we go. Pulls up his glass with Coke Zero. Uh, here we go to the podcast. Yeah, boys. Put my Crocs Here's another hundred. Here's another hundred. Crocs half. Mm. Croc sucker. Croc sucker. Oh. Ah, beautiful. Anyway, right. We'll jump in a bit of watch. You want to make jokes, Michael? Yeah, hey, you want to make jokes? Fucking guy. Want to make jokes to a crook guy? This fucking guy over here. Fucking watching and listening to. What have you been watching? What have you been watching? Who wants to go first? This week? I'll, I'll jump. Oh, okay. I'll jump. I've read a book. Oh. Post on Pat. <laughs> I fucking wish, by the way. <laughs> right, so, I, I, not on, we talked about this, I don't like New Year's resolutions. Yes. But towards the tail end of last year, I remembered how much I like reading. So I made a decision <laughs> to try and read books this year. Not all the time, not to a structured schedule, but just try and get back into books. So, just before Christmas, I uh, I rewatched American Psycho, the film, Christian Bale. Love it. Great film. A brilliant film. I've, Christian Bale is a tremendous actor, but I wanted to read the book. Mm-hmm. And I remember actually, Mama Pats was this. So I asked Mama Pats if she'd ever read it. She was, yeah, and I threw it away because it is horrific. I've heard, yeah. And she's like, because what Mum used to do was she would go, we'd go on holiday, she'd take a book, and then wherever we stayed, when she finished it, she would leave the book there. For somebody else. For somebody else to pick up. Oh, but pay, when she read forward. American Psycho, she put it in the bin because she didn't want people to think she, like people she were reading this book. Yeah. So, but at Christmas time, after I'd said this, um, she bought me it for my Christmas. Oh, that's a good gift. You know what I mean? yeah. like, and I felt I appreciate it because she was like, she was, I hated buying it, but you said you wanted to read it. So she bought me it. Yeah. She also bought me uh, Frankenstein and Dracula. Like, I'm really, I'm now reading Frankenstein. But I finished American Psycho. Yeah. Don't read American Psycho. No. It is, see the film. It's as if 
someone made a PG version of the book. Wow. Like the you film, mean the film where the guy puts an axe through someone's head in his living room? The film, <laughs> the film literally, the film literally does not even scratch the surface of wow. what's in the book. There's a, there's that makes a, me want to read. It. On, you, know, you know what it is? I've, I've, I've got it. I've still got it in the house. I can give you it if you really want to. But I'm literally at one point. I had to put the book down, and Megan goes, "What happened?" Goes, "You don't want to know." <laughs> and then she goes, "No, no, tell me." And I told her, and she said, "I wish you hadn't told me that." That's disturbing. So I can give you it. If you really, I really do want, want to check to. it out. Yeah, I do. I look, want to read it. Thing is, look, once you get past it, it is a well-written book. Um, Brett Easton Ellis. It's it's hard going to begin with, mm-hmm. and it's not easily read. When you get to a certain bit, you get involved in it, and you get to. It, it feels like he's really done his research on the inner workings of a fucking psycho psycho's mind. Yeah, because it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. You know when you read a book and it, you easily settle into the rhythm of it. Yeah, you never fully settle into the rhythm of this book. Because you can't relate. Yeah. Because what the the, the main character in it is trying to relate to a normal person. He's trying to fit in while also managing these homicidal urges. It holds nothing back. You think you've seen a gory film? It's nothing compared to the stuff that is described in this book. Yes. But, and it's not one of my... So in terms of books I've read and I've enjoyed, I'll give it five bananas. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that it, you might not give it nine. Because it is it's well written, it's cleverly thought out, it's tough to read, and it's better than the film, but five bananas. That's the most objective thing you've ever said. I might give it five bananas, but you might read it and give it nine. Yeah. Well, because like, I went... Cause that's after, a fair assessment. After I'd read it, I went yeah. online and read a lot of posts and blogs about it. Because you have, have you ever watched the film and not understood it? Oh, so you, all go, time. you go online and sort of Google yeah. to see what the, the point of it was and to see if you can find that from it. So I did that, and there was I didn't read one essay or one blog that was the same. They all had sort of different interpretations of it, whether or not different parts of the Which book. Which the author probably loves. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 So five minutes. Um, I went to the cinema and I went to see Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. So the guy who done Thor 3, Ta- Taika Waititi, he's the director. Uh, so basically, I'll, I'll, this is all that's really... So it's a, it's a film about a boy in 1945. He's part of the Hitler Youth, and his imaginary friend is Hitler. Okay. And Oh, okay, I've yeah, seen yeah, this. I've yeah, seen so, the commercial so that, That's yeah. as much as you get from the trailers. One of the best films I have ever seen. Really? In terms of... It was clever, it was well-written, well-researched. You might think of a... It, doesn't sympathise with the fact that this kid, this 10-year-old, is uh, in the Hitler youth and his best pal's Hitler. Because you see Hitler as you would imagine from a 10-year-old boy's imagination who was in the Hitler youth. Yeah. So he's kind of silly and kind of goofy because he's a 10-year-old boy's imaginary friend, but he's also how a young kid in Germany would see Hitler because they all believed Hitler was the man. He wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. But as the film develops, it, it changes. But hilarious, crying, laughing... I actually cried in the cinema. Literally. Really? Cried in the cinema. Laughing or like upset? Not as sad as laughing and being upset. It was so well acted, so well written. Like the cast were amazing. Like there was literally bits where I thought, because me and Megan are quite loud laughers, I thought people are going to get pissed off at us. But the entire cinema was like... Oh, I want to check it out. I would recommend it to anyone, even your old dad who doesn't like film. Like you might not love it like I do, mm-hmm. but you would enjoy it. Connie's right into like the whole I'm tell- history of that I'm shit. I'm so, telling yeah, you, man, like that too. take on it to see it. Like me and Megan, literally, when we came out, 
couldn't rave about enough. And we never agree on films. Never agree on films. And we both agreed that jumped into like our top 10. Really? Instantly. Oh, I'm down. You sold me. 100%. So that, get, that actually gets 10 bananas for me. I'll maybe go watch it again, but like at this point after seeing it, and this is a week later, mm. so this isn't like straight coming out of cinema, I still can't think of a complaint I have about that Ten film. 10 bananas. He, he's so drunk and passionate at the moment that I can't even sit here and sneer at him and be like, 10 bananas. <laughs> oh, fuck it. What are you doing, bro? I was thinking, <laughs> the go, huh? <laughs> what the fuck? No, you take I, those fucking bananas. I, I, I really, what I wanted to be, I actually thought about how I was going to describe it to you mm. after I came out and seen it because I really didn't, because I know I can give a high score. You're passionate about but it. But this, I, I honestly, I cannot, I cannot highly rate it enough. Is that why you gave the other one a five so that you could give this one a no, 10? No, because the, the one is, the, the five itself, genuinely confused me because I'd enjoyed it but I hated reading it yeah but like I don't know but if like okay. when you read something you have to get to the end even if you don't enjoy it or not mm -hmm. like once I get to a certain point in the book I have to finish it regardless of how like but this this that book gave me the bulk with the stuff that I read okay. um, and then just to fucking round it off I watched um I've been watching a program called Messiah on Netflix oh yeah I heard about this I'm only halfway through it so I won't rate it but so far, so good. Interesting. But then I did watch a film on Netflix today called The House, and it's Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, and they... Basically, the town they live in gives a, a scholarship to any kid in the town who gets into college. They have a daughter. That year, the, the money's gone, so their daughter can't go to college, so they build an illegal casino in their house. Yeah. And it's just a stupid comedy. It's not life-changing. It's not Will Ferrell's best film. But I'd heard so many shit things about it. I watched it today. I actually quite enjoyed it. It <laughs> sounds uh, funny. Good so that, that'll get five and a half bananas. All right. Like it's what is it's mental chewing gum. Like I talked about the Big Bang Theory. It's, it's mental. You put it on. You'll you'll watch the bits. You'll laugh at the bits. You'll laugh at. It's not going to change your life in terms of comedy. That's me. I've rambled on for fucking ages. Yeah, done. Carry on, Michael. Um, I don't have too many things. Uh, did you put Kevin Hart back on there? Uh, no, you oh, just okay. never deleted it. Okay. So, uh, oh, shit, two, one. I'll put it on the next one. Two things that I've watched. Uh, first one was Netflix has this Explained series. Did you watch Sex Explained? Uh, no, I didn't watch the Sex one. I just seen that. I am going to watch it, but I watched the female orgasm one. Um, you need that explained to you. You should have just given yeah. me and Andy. <laughs> what did you say? What did you learn? It didn't. <laughs> Didn't, didn't, didn't think it exists. I learned that it exists. Oh, <laughs> no. it does exist. But yeah. Never yeah. seen one up close and personal. So, uh, so <laughs> snorkel on. <laughs> Beautiful. Put your snorkel on. Uh, so, no, um, and the, only, the, the reason why that it jumped out at me while when I was watching it was that it, it talked about how everything, even like sex education and even porn is geared towards men and not really geared towards women. And it, it was even saying like even masturbation is geared toward men and that a lot of the women in the in the documentary were saying like, we didn't even think that like masturbation was a thing for, for well, them. And it was like, wow, that's I, so crazy. I think I might have touched on this earlier when we were talking about like if a girl has a lot of sex, just like if a guy doesn't, but like think about when you were in a teenager, how often would wanking be the subject of conversation, not like talking about technique, but like I've seen. Maybe you get some sort of female balance on here. Mm. Some female who be quite happy to come on and just talk about that and go Open, against yeah. guys' perceptions and all that, and just. I, yeah. I honestly we're, we're trying to enlighten people. Yeah, here. I yeah. honestly I get it all the time. From in the last years that I've been with Chuff, I have learned so much. 
Okay. So, so have we. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean in terms of like trying to view the world slightly differently. Like I've never considered myself a sexist. Oh, I, I thought you think... were still talking about female orgasms. She gets. Hey. People out my mom listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Your mom has them too. No. Oh, my oh. goodness. Please beat that out. I will. It's <laughs> that old Frankie Bowling. He looks at the boy and he's like, ah, you wanky. There's your mom. The, your mom knows you want. There was like, there was a, oh, yeah, fuck. A, your dad I can't remember your what mom. it was, but like, <laughs> it was, um, oh, everybody does it, man. Like, what program was it? And it was, I think it might have been. beat this all out. It's fine. It was, it, was, it, was, it was like some young kid got told, oh, girls get horny too. It was that big mouth. Oh, yeah. Girls get horny too, and the kid's head exploded. What? Do you know what I mean? Like, the fact that you realise that women are just as sexually charged as dudes, it's just, it's a lot more acceptable for us to talk about ripping the heat off it. And then it had a, a chart on, like a, like some data that showed that uh, gay, uh, gay and lesbian people have more orgasms because like porn isn't for them. So they don't have anything to kind of, they have to do more communicating during their sex in order to get each other off. Like, like I know a gay guy that wanks off to straight porn, but he's gay. All right, all right. Well, it, it, it has some of the things the that game, he would like to see in just, there, just, so why not? Just know? like Andy said, we need the perspective. But as well as that, if you've been with a woman, she may be good at what she does, but she doesn't quite know how, like, given a hand job. Yeah. I can give myself a better hand job than anyone else can. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But that might be the same for gay people because they know physically yeah. what feels good. Okay, yeah, it could be that. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. just in terms of like, yeah, I think it may be different for for women though, because I just think every woman is kind of different when it every comes woman's to, a combination to lock that takes a while to figure out. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So I think that they just communicate a lot better because they they don't go on you know Pornhub or whatever your favorite porn site is and go like, oh, all right, this is for me I, I and know, I can find I know, this. I know straight women who only watch lesbian porn, just like Max said, mm -hmm. because it is like. Lesbian porn is probably geared more towards women, whereas straight porn is geared towards men. Well, they they said this in the thing that it says that uh, it said the top rated porns or or like who watches the most what type of porn and lesbian porn was up there, but when they pulled people, it was more men that watched it than women that watched it. You know what I mean? So don't watch lesbian porn. Never have. Never. I don't. It. You guys know a lot about porn. <laughs> oh, no, this is all coming. You know from why, Andy? I'll tell you why. We were both my, married. My dad winks and my dad winks my mom. We were both married. But that's so true, Mike. What? What you just said there. Oh, about it, guys watching It is. Porn. Like, you oh, know, yeah, we're sitting here, we're, we're sitting going, yo, and you get to that point, and you're like, oh, fucking girls do it. <laughs> everybody does it, man. Yeah. And no. everybody, and that's the thing, like, you... <laughs> no, I'm joking. You, yeah, pass me that bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Let me just get going. Um, no, like everybody does it. And what's kind of weird is okay, you guys were married and got kids, so you're one person. But I'm not saying that I'm like promiscuous and being all over the place all the time. But mm -hmm. you meet different people if you didn't go down that path and you realize that some people are into some like weird shit. Not yeah. weird shit, no, but the thing is as well, it's, 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 it's a whole other conversation stuff, about yeah, how that like, type of thing has become more prevalent because the internet exists. Yeah. These people have always existed. But just, now they can be out just with like, it. Yeah. We're saying these people like there's no, some I'm, sort of but like no not not that they're a subject, but I mean like, like the black people. It's right? the same <laughs> we talked about this. We went off on one about the leopard print earlier on. 
Yeah. Like for some guys, they can <laughs> yeah. see a bird in leopard print high heels and be like, oh man, she's but hot no matter what the rest of her looks like. Everybody's got different things. That's what I mean, but it's, it's, the same. Yeah. it's not the same as, but you can, like, the argument, like, like, like trans that, people, the trans people, gay people, all these different subsects of people and their personalities and their leanings and their stand has become more prevalent as the human race has become more connected. Weird, yeah, weird, weird turn on for the Patreon. So fucking deep. Weird turn on for the Patreon. Start right thinking. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, um, I have to beat that out. Fuck. Yeah. So that? That, what would we said I'm wanking right, right now <laughs> under the table. I am. So yeah, I would. <laughs> I need to pee again. I would, Sorry, Mike. I need to pee too. But I would recommend watching that. And it was also one uh, on the explained. It was about um, what's it called when like a, a virus or something spreads around the world? Epidemic. It's epidemic. Yeah. And it was talking about how um, in the, in the Far East, because they they prepare different animals next to each other. The viruses from one animal go to one animal. They go in the human, and after a while, they all combine, and that's how you get swine flu. That's how you get all this other shit. Uh, and that was fascinating because they showed kind of a diagram of how somebody threw up and shit in a toilet and some of when they flushed it and when they like it went into like the spores went into the vents and spread throughout the hotel went into the next hotel next door mm -hmm. and everyone just got so fucking sick and they just spread around the world it's, crazy shit and that's the thing you're talking about the other subject a minute ago how we're now so interconnected mm -hmm. because it's so easy to travel from continent to continent and across the globe how that's something what it like said, that yeah. it, like, literally, it, if we went right now right if we had the money and the time right now we could be in fucking Miami within Nine, let's ten go right hours. now. Let's that's fucking what I mean, go. Like, that's that's the, the world we live in. Yeah, is we could literally be there. And so think about the Black Plague, right? So that's killed two hundred million people, and that's back in like mid thirteen hundreds. You think about that today with the interconnectivity across the globe and like continents, countries. You know, okay, there are what five and a half billion people on the earth now. Okay, yeah. so you've got a lot more bodies, but then that's a lot easier for you to pass to pass infection from person to person. Yep. It's crazy. It's madness, man. Right, come on. Carry on, Mike. I've got okay, there's, uh, there was just one more thing I watched last night. Um, it was uh, the behind the scenes in HMP Belmarsh, the, uh, the jail okay, in the jail Is that when in Ross Kemp took the spice? Yeah. I've not seen it, but I've, I've seen, seen it on the Twitter. I've seen the clips. I've heard that he... Like pure spacked out in that though. <laughs> he did. Like yeah. ripping the chat for Ross Kemp. But uh Tommy Robinson was there and there was somebody else. Oh, what, I what the fuck was Tommy Robinson doing? He, he was locked in up. He was there. Oh, he's he in jail. He was yeah. there. Was he Here, dealing with spice? Dropping him right in the top of the cunt list, but <laughs> fuck Tommy Robinson. And then um Julian Assange was there too, which really? I thought was weird. Julian Assange? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, I, I suppose he's not been extradited yet. He no. extradited for what? There's a man that's been locked well, up for what has he done? Yeah, I don't speaking know. the truth. Exactly. No, no, well, uh, I know he's been accused of something, but I don't know what he's actually been charged with yet. If he's been charged with anything. But anyway. Anyway, sorry, Mike. Um, yeah, it was just interesting to see. I like the jail stuff, and it was interesting to see. I haven't seen a lot of American jail stuff, but it was interesting to see the uh, the other side of it, see the, uh, well, English uh, English jails. And they were just talking about how Tommy Robinson and all his supporters <laughs> had caused so much issues for the jail mm -hmm. because they would go out and they would go pick it outside the place and then, yeah. Oh, that gets everybody whipped up in there. They're like, "Oh, who the fuck does this guy think he is?" You know, and it was like, "Oh," but uh, that was that was interesting. It was really interesting. I give that a seven. I thought that was cool to watch. What do you think? Like the comparison between? I know you've not been in jail, but yeah. like what you see on TV, like a, a US jail compared to a UK jail, It's crazy because there are it was far more black people in the American jails 
than yeah. in the than in the British. Just probably because there's more black people in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the the British jails, it was weird. Like they all had that kettles in their thing, and they had. I was like, you'd think that somebody would just fucking get some hot water and throw it on somebody. But the the British jails, it didn't seem as violent as the American jails for some okay. reason. I, and I don't I don't know why. That is, but it's a fair point because you probably looked at it straight away and be like, if that was an American jail, like, what well, guy's got a kettle in there? Yeah, that too. All of them had make TVs I there and everything down there, and we poured the boiling kettle of <laughs> exactly, water on top yeah, of the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it was, it was just super interesting. It just seemed like a cooler. They did show fights and stuff. They, they, you did see fights, but it just seemed like a cooler atmosphere. You didn't see that many stabbings or anything like. Maybe it was just for the time that they were there. Maybe they put a lid on it somehow. But it's maybe because the difference between. American and UK prisons is the gang culture within the prisons. Yeah. So in the US, you've got a more prevalent kind of gang culture. You you know you kind of stick to you stick to your own. Whereas mm-hmm. in the UK, it's I don't mean it's more multicultural, but that's not the phrase I want to use. It's more like we don't have those gangs and those sort of sets here. Well, they, therefore, they... you don't have that sort of segregation within the prison along racial and different other fucking boundaries yeah, and lines. Certainly not racial. No, I yeah. didn't see that. But they did talk about certain gangs, and then they had somebody go in there, and they took people from different gangs and put them in like the mediation thing, mm-hmm. and they had someone come in there and talk to them. I'm like, look, like you guys are gonna get out of here soon. I'm like, don't come back here. <laughs> like, yeah. why would you come back here? And the guys were like, yeah, we don't know why we're doing this shit. Like, it, it, there's it's, no it's, good it's, options. It's almost like it's, it's a mob mentality, though. You think how often have you been in a situation? Here, football is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You get so wrapped up in it because that's where you are at that moment. Mm-hmm. Imagine being locked up for even six months at a time and trying to find something that you can belong to yeah. in a horrible situation. It must be so easy to get radicalised in prison. It's not about, for me, it's not about uh, radicalization. It's more about people go in there for white-collar crimes but come out what you would call a blue-collar criminal. Yeah. yeah they are literally... Say, for instance, you commit a fraud mm-hmm. and you get sent to jail for four years. Well, the average UK honours degree is four years. That four years in prison is literally your degree in criminology. Yeah, because you're surrounded by criminals. Or, no, criminology is the wrong term, but your degree you in... And then, as well as that, how difficult is it? So none of us know, but you go into, you go into jail... You come out of jail, you do a job application, you have to state that on your yeah. thing, regardless of what your crime was. But and bro, if you, if you go in there, you, you know you're going to come out and put your name on the application form and not get a job. And the way that social uh, benefits and universal credit are these days, you're probably better actually building the contacts in the jail so that when you come out, that you continue a life of earning and you'll be able to earn more substantially doing illegal activities, for example, than you would do going down the legal path and ticking the boxes yeah. and, and, and going there. Mike, I was just interested to, you know, obviously you you know saw that program, you're like, yo, I'm really interested in that. I just wondered how it was from your cultural perspective looking at the jail here in the UK compared to what it would be like in the US. They, it seemed like a little bit more survivable here than it would be in America. Like, I, think, is I it, think that's because is it, of the gang thing. Is it, yeah, well, is, it, as well as that, is, it, is it because over here it's not privatised either, so it's not as much of a prison culture? 
Probably that. That probably does contribute to the way it is, yeah. Um, and there was... Uh, oh, wait, there was... Andy's just tried to put the, the bourbon lid back Uh-oh. on and just sh- oh, yeah. shot Uh-oh. his laptop. I've just shot one on my laptop. Uh, but Not for the last time. Sorry about that last No, never on the laptop, man. Come on, go on. That's a Mac, baby. can't do that. But uh, there was like a family of guys in there. It was like three brothers that were in there and their dad had been in there at one point and their other brother had been in there. I was like, imagine you're, imagine how disgraced your mom would be to know that all of her sons have been in jail at the same time. I've seen that, right? And I, I won't name names, but I know from experience, it's a, there's a cycle of things. It is, yeah. You, you, you me and Andy are a direct result of how we were raised. Mm-hmm. No one... From my experience, anyway, I don't know about you and Andy, but no one in my immediate male role model circle was in prison. Yeah. Actually, no one from my immediate family was in prison. So all I've known in my life is having a job, earning a paycheck, and doing my thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And all the others, I can go into more detail about that. We're all we're all a direct result of how we were raised. But those who were raised within that type of scenario where the norm was to be in and out of jail. The norm was to claim, sorry, Andy, was to claim benefits, was to not have a regular income. It's crazy. I've so that some... seems strange to me, but to the person that was brought up in that. Well, I saw something, this was an American jail show where it was said like some guys see, or some like guys in their early teens, 19, early 20s, they see it as going to jail as a rite of passage. And when I heard that, I was like, what? Imagine thinking like, man, I gotta, gotta do a bid because that's just what it is. That's what it is to be a man. It's like, what? Are you that's serious? Is, like, I, I, I consider myself, sorry, Andy. Uh, all I was going to say, I believe that that is a, a, a social and a cultural issue whereby your rite of passage is to go through jail because... That's what everybody else did, and that's family, all yeah. that you know. And you feel like maybe, perhaps, uh, I'm saying you feel like how the fuck would I know what you feel like? You know, if that was say my background, but perhaps that you feel like you have nothing to offer society or or you're whatever so disillusioned your community by it. is because you're so disillusioned or you're so oppressed or or, or for whatever your reasons that. This is the only thing I can do to make money. Mm-hmm. I can't go and work at the place that shall not be named because that doesn't exist there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have this option. There is no university. There is no college. There is no proper school system. Well, that's it's it- all funded properly. There is no... So I have to do what everybody else before me did because that's all I know. Well, I will say again, from, from, from my experience of... I don't. I don't mean to say it, but these type of people that we're discussing. Need more quotes, on? Yes, please. We all went to school with kids who came from a a less uh, a less um, privileged background. privileged background. Yeah. Even though none of us here were ever rolling in the door, there was kids who came from a non-privileged background, and those were the kids that tended to misbehave because they'd never been shown any real substance in. Education, yeah, or at so, home. Do you know what I mean? Or at home, so yeah. and those kids you never and I, saw the value in it. Exactly, because exactly. Nobody, nobody placed value on it. Yes. Yes. There you go. And that's not because I, I know people like this now. So yes, maybe that's how they were at school. But people that are at thirty years old that have changed that around. So it's not always a direct result. I think at some point you've got to take responsibility for your life. Yeah, and see the you can accept the outside factors if you want, or you can ignore them completely and just let that 
your 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 sort of your your history wash over you. Yeah. Fucking hell, this got deep. It did get deep. All right, Andy Mack, what do you got? Uh, not much this week. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I've been listening to, and I've mentioned it three weeks on the trot. Alchemist, Yacht Rock Two. It's not uh, hip hop beats. It's not. It's not hip hop beats. But the MCs on it, the guys like Rock Marciano, Westside Guns, Conway, Benny the Butcher, um, these kind of guys, they're all the guys that are making the waves. Can I just say Rock Marciano, I think, is the lyricist of the generation. Ooh, big yeah, call. Oh, we, wow, we, from Andy, Big man, statement, big yeah, call. We, we've not got, you know, those Nas type of guys, those Rakims, those Big Daddy, right those storytellers, uh, Cool G Raps. Those kind of guys have been missing for a long time. People talk about mumble rap this, mumble rap that a little bit. It's been that way for 10 years. Do you know what? If you just dig under the fucking surface a little bit, the gems are there. Yeah. So I'm going to say this week, a lot of Alchemist, the reason I've been listening to a lot of the Alchemist is because he's kind of opening my ears to a lot of producers, eh, sorry, a lot of rappers. I haven't been listening to as much as I should have done. And everybody yeah. says he's your favorite producer's favorite producer. That makes sense? Yeah. So The Alchemist is your favorite producer's favorite producer. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff that's not really beats. It's more like just sampling records and running the samples and rearranging records and stuff. But with the right MCs, it's dope as fuck. Only just got the internet back. So other than that, all I've been doing um, Unpacking is... a wee Paddy Cliver, I see so you guys saw that, did you? I did, I, I, Mike, that might have washed over Mike, but I got a wee bit excited at the old Paddy Cliver. Hey. It's a Paddy Cliver. He was a, he was a Dutch footballer for um, Barcelona back in the late 90s. So there are, it's like Madden, Ultimate Team. Yeah. So within Ultimate Team, you can get, there's like about 80 icons. So icons of the game. So it might be like getting, you know, Eddie George at running back or... Tom Brady, once he retires, he'd be like an icon card. So I was hoping <laughs> Sorry that. for the Patriots. So at the moment on FIFA, it's um, team of the year. So you've got two big points in the game cycle, team of the year and team of the season, right? So this time of year is where you get uh, a team of 12 players that are like all 99 rated, like the best players in the game. Messi, 99 rated, Kevin De Bruyne, all the best players. So I spent the last probably three or four weeks building packs saving pack I had like mm -hmm. 200 packs um, and unfortunately I've not packed the team of the year yet but I did pack an icon card and for me that was a big deal so that was that love that um, other than that I've watched nothing because I've got no internet it's been a lot of alchemists uh, um, alchemist. I've been listening to a bit of Nas Ooh, Ooh. which one? it was written yeah good album good album can I put in a controversial opinion? you can never been a big fan of Nas uh, okay. I understand why, because I wasn't a real big fan of Nas, I feel, I but... feel like, I will say, I feel like I've probably not given him the time he deserves to take on board of it, but he's not been one of the artists who's, while listening, hit me right in the face and made me stand up and pay attention. Listen to It Was Written or listen to uh, I Am. Okay. I, I, I Am is probably my favourite Nas I'm album, I'm definitely actually. willing to give him the time, but he's just not... the one you want to go And Illmatic too, yeah. It's yeah. just not one artist I've ever really given the time. I don't know if I've just missed the boat on it, so... That's I just, why I've been bigging at Rock Marciano so much there at the start, because he, for me, is like... I gotta pee, I'm sorry. Like a new Nas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, other than that, I don't think there's been very much. Like I say, I've had no internet, bro, so... 
Right, I'm just going to have a quick look at my YouTube history. <laughs> See what's there. Uh, bit of action, Bronson again. More West Side Guns, more Conway. So basically just a continuation on from last week where I've been listening to albums and listening to artists without really specifically saying, oh, I've got to listen to that whole album. It's more like just a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't watched fuck all. Tremendous. There you go. <clears throat> I fucking love doing this every week. I do too. I, yeah, it's been great. It's it fucking awesome. awesome. We're going to get the Patreon. You can find us at Monkey Sword Fight Podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and Facebook. Did you just call me Monkey? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I am at underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I am at underscore M dots. Go. <coughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to figure. So I know. I know. I fucked it up. I'm sorry. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'm at this is making work for you now. Now I feel bad because no. it's making work for you. <laughs> I, now I feel like I've done something that's No bad. one's done anything. I was the one who did it. Exactly. This is going to be the longest beep in the history of our show. And then anybody, I'll fix this all. This will okay. all. I am, uh, at, I am at Wagwan Patrice. I am at underscore M dots. <laughs> and I'm at underscore fucking Macapella. <laughs> We have been Monkey Sword Fight. Peace. Peace. Peace.